We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Welcome to another episode of Chronicles on the Fly. And this time it's just the two of us again. Remember when it was just the two of us? <laughs> yes. It hasn't been that way for a few episodes, has yeah, it? Yeah, it hasn't actually. No, it hasn't. Got rid, of, uh, that, got rid of that brother of yours. Yeah. Now I might get an opinion in. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where is he anyway? What's he doing? Oh, I've got a few clients at the moment. So, how you been? So, uh, yeah, I've been all right. Just, um, you know, plugging away at work. Same old. It's good to see. Um, you know, a little bit distracted. Uh, a bit last week uh, from the big event happening uh, in wow, the US. What an event, eh? What an event! Yes, and uh, we're getting four more years of Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Mark my words, we're getting four more years of Donald Trump. No, all right, I, I, I said it here. I said it here. Did you watch no. that video that I sent you earlier today? No, 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 I haven't. He ain't going nowhere, boy. Well, we wait and see. We we'll wait and see. What's the name? There was a thing come out today that that said uh, that uh, there's no chance that there was any election. Was it the Department of Homeland Security? I think it was. No chance of any election fraud. No, no, yeah, there's no chance of election fraud. There was no interference. So. I thought that was interesting. How how can they say that there was no interference? I don't know. I, I, the, I don't. I, I mean, people people have come forward and and sworn affidavits, and you know. Saying that they they saw it, yeah. they saw. I mean, who knows if it's if it's enough to change an election? But there's definitely some elements of it. There's probably some element of it in every single election they've ever had, even if it's minuscule. But it's there's got to be some people telling stories of uh, you know dead people voting, ballots sent to people when they they've moved state, but they get they get ballots sent to them from their old address. Yeah, I've heard that. And things like that. So so that means they get you know numerous ballots that they can mail in. Things like that. And this is this is wide widespread stories. So it's a mess. It's a complete mess their electoral system over there. It is. It is. But uh that's the way the system is. What I did all of, one thing I would like to say and I'd like to make it very clear. Thank God, and I didn't really respect them, but now I respect them immensely. The Australian Electoral Commission. Yeah. My sure. God. We know the results uh, at you know every night of an election, don't we? I don't think is has there ever been an occasion, state or federal vote in Australia since you've been alive that you can remember that has gone over time? Uh, I can't think not, of any. not to that level. Not to that level. No, but but I mean over time as in you didn't know that night what the result was. No. Actually I think I think about ten years ago there was um, a WA election where where they it went overnight. Yeah, if I remember right, and it went into the next day the counting. But I think like the next morning or or something there was. Uh, but it wasn't, was not like this. Not not to this level. Not far from this level. But, no, this uh, is insane. This but, is insane. And like like I've just got a newfound respect. Um, our it's not even our. We use obviously the preferential system of voting. They use the electoral college. Um, some other countries use first past the post. 
but it's not even so much the system of voting. It's more the process of voting, which uh, <laughs> I've got enough must respect for our Australian election. And, and the process and the process of counting. Think, yeah, well, uh, that's a whole that whole is, is much better. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, over there, you know, other stories are like, you know, they, because each party has their representatives like overseeing the count and stories of, you know, Republican um, uh, officials not allowed to watch the counts. They're being moved out of the rooms uh, of the counting areas and, and the Democrat um, people inside like who counting the vote, cheering and things like that. Crazy. Crazy stuff. Crazy. So Cra- it seems crazy. like a lot of bias going on. But this was going to happen and I think it was always going to happen, all right? They knew it was coming. And Hillary Clinton, weeks before the election, she said Joe Biden should not concede under any circumstances. She said this, mm-hmm. okay? So if it was if, – if this had happened against the Democrats I mean, or – not against, but you know, in favour of Republican, oh, the GOP, um, call them grand old party. Yes, um, but if if it had been called in favour, because it's been called by the media, and that's it. Yep. If it had been called in favour of Trump, Biden would not have conceded either by now no. because of the closeness, right? So they knew it was going to be close, and they knew that they that neither of them were going to concede. Hmm. And anyway. Trump is not going anywhere. Trump will be the president for the next four years. All right. That's your opinion. Oh, look, I, I think you'll. Concede. Oh, it's my it's my opinion. I right? think you'll concede. And the reason why, I don't think he'll concede. And that and that is the reason why he'll be president because he mm. won't concede. Yeah, but the thing that happened after January twentieth, he's no longer the president, and the new president has to get sworn in. If they haven't elected one, the president will be Nancy Pelosi, leader of the house. If he doesn't con- if he doesn't concede, the votes is cast aside, and this is in their constitution, Mel. Yeah. If he doesn't concede because of and, – and they don't get a result from courts and blah, 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 and, yeah. he, and he doesn't concede, the vote is cast aside and it goes to the House of Representatives. The House of, and, and it's as if the vote never happened. It goes to the House of Representatives, mm-hmm. but it's not by delegates. It's by states, mm-hmm. right? So if it's by delegates, Democrats have the most. It favours the Democrats. Mm-hmm. But if it goes – because of the electoral college system, but if it go, but the votes for um, to nominate or elect the president goes by states, and the states favour the Republicans, thirty-seven to thirteen. Trees, that's pretty interesting. So obviously, even if even if some of them defect because they don't like the situation, let's say he gets all he needs is twenty-six Republicans out of those thirty-seven states. To say we elect Donald Trump and that's it. He is the president for the next four years. Uh, So that's why I'm saying he's not conceding. Joe Biden wouldn't have conceded either, but he's not conceding and it's going to go to the House of Representatives and at least 26 Republican states are going to elect Donald Trump for another four years. And you know what else? They're going to be the worst riots in the history of America. You think that? Earlier this or earlier last few months was bad. It will be nothing. Mm. There's going to be the worst riots, and I'm telling you, militias on both sides are ready, and they're going to be killing each other in the streets over this. Mm. That's my opinion, and don't forget that I said it. We'll come back to it when it starts happening, but I reckon that that's what's happening. I personally think that 
I think he will concede personally. That's just my opinion. Why? When he knows the law is in his favour in this way, they've got a loophole basically in the, in their constitution that allows this. Yeah, but the, pro- the, the concession the concession is is a formality, right? It's a it's a, a tradition. That's all it is. But you don't have. It's not in the constitution that you have to concede. You watched that video that I sent you earlier today. It's incredible. Well, my thing is, I think he will upset just as many Republicans if he does that as he's Democrats. Doesn't matter. All he needs to do, all he needs to do, is get the approval of twenty-six of them. But America's the land of the free, and uh, that's that's half a tyrant, dictator. But his his reasoning will be that they committed election fraud, they stole the election, and I'm telling you, I, I, I've been saying it since since the election that. They they're stealing this. It's bullshit. You can't you can't get, you know, stop the election, uh, stop the counting in four states at sixty something percent of the count because your candidate is is way behind. So you stop the count at around sixty something percent, and then overnight, four o'clock in the morning, hundred or two hundred thousand new ballots get dumped, and they are one hundred percent of them for Biden. Give me a break, please. That's just not on, mate. Look, I'm not saying that design doesn't need to be investigated. There's some dodgy shit going on there, mate. That's insane. Recount has been ordered in Georgia and Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, that's where the biggest problem is, Pennsylvania. The order is that a number of ballots need to be cast aside. In other words, not counted because they're compromised. Wow, interesting. Who knows? Who knows? We have interesting times ahead. I think it will get sorted out by the Supreme Court before January 20th. That's just my opinion. They should be able to to trust the Supreme Court. However, Donald Trump has stacked it in his favour. It's six, six Republican or six Conservatives to three Liberals, I think, in uh, in the Supreme Court. So they might uh, they might vote six three and he wins. Mm. So I reckon it's in it's in his favour at the moment. We'll wait and see. I watched um, this documentary on Foxtel called 537 Votes. Mm-hmm. And it's about the 2000 election between Bush and Gore. Okay. Now that is bloody interesting. Basically, that came down to only one state in, in the Florida to, to tip them over the 270 mark. And that was Florida, right? So on the night of the election, Gore called uh, Bush to concede, okay, because the Democrats thought that it was over. Yep. However, then it, then, it, then it turned out that it uh, was much closer than they thought, so they went to the courts, okay, ordered recounts and blah, 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 and then the vote dwindled down and then it turned into uh, Bush's favour uh, and it turned out Bush won in the end by 537 votes. So... Gore pretty much conceded twice, I suppose. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that was that. W- but you watch that documentary, and what's happening now is almost a mirror image, but to the nth degree, right? Mm. But there are so many similarities with what happens. Uh, that was two thousand, wasn't it? So two thousand. Yeah, go, go watch that documentary when you got a chance. It's eerie the uh, the similarities. Interesting, interesting, very. Oh, yes, we're living in interesting times. And I'm telling you, mate, there is going to be 
killing in the streets over there. One thing I don't disagree with, one thing I don't think is a good look is all the leaders of the world congratulating President-elect Joe Biden when technically he hasn't conceded or Trump hasn't conceded or hasn't been official because don't the states have to they have to do something to the vote to endorse the vote? So each state needs to, um, what's the word, um, ratify their vote or whatever it's called. Right. Not one has done that so far. Okay. So that's why I say the election has been called by the media and that's it so far. The election is in the balance big time, right? So the world's forgetting about it already. And then all of a sudden this news is going to come out. Donald Trump is still the president for the next four years. You watch. And, and like, you know what else was quite funny? That the streets were boarded up and ready for a Trump victory. But Yeah, and the Republicans didn't, didn't do anything. Yeah. So all these people saying, oh, it's both sides. We've got a bit of egg on their face now. And the other thing I don't like is that social justice warrior AOC there calling that all the names of Trump donors and Trump workers to be, was it to be uh, a record to be kept? Everyone who supported him in his administration and even, you know, just people who publicly ad- admitted to supporting him should, their names should be taken and put on a list. Ooh. Far out, mate. It's all about fascism, huh? She's disgusting. That's fascism at its best. That, that, that's She's what disgusting. total fascism is. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah. George Orwell should have called his book 2020, not 1984. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, she's, she's, the, she's the worst of the worst. I think, like I said, I'm not, I'm not left, not right. I'm pretty much in the middle. I think most people are. And uh, Why do people say this? Don't bullshit to me. No, but, I, but I'm very social. Like I believe in like a lot of lefty, leftist ideologies in, when it comes to education and health. I do. I'm very, very, I'm pro-immigration, very pro-immigration. All right, fair enough. But in in general, you are a centre-right. I'm, I'm, pro- I'm centre-right, but but I'm, and that doesn't mean far wing, far right wing extremist nut job. That's no, no. completely different. No, 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 far right? from because that's I, just conservative. That's just having conservative values, right? There's nothing wrong with. It. I actually did a um, uh, the chart. You know, the, the who would you vote for? And I came up as a libertarian. I came up as a libertarian on the ABC's website. One of those, there's one of these. Uh, who would, you, who do you vote for? And I come up as a libertarian. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember I did that once on the ABC had one on their website, and I was conservative. Yeah, and I was libertarian. So your values, they your values. Because, like, like I was saying, I have I have conservative values, but when it comes to the, traditionally your 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 um, what you say left wing left wing topics, immigration. Education and um, and healthcare. I'm very. Um, I do, I do believe in health. I can't stand people, and it's a lot of time. But people, you know, in media or who have public profiles who are conservative leaning, but they're scared to admit it. Right, and they'll say they'll say that they're a centrist instead, and you see that a lot. And I can't stand that. That's bullshit. Fight for your values, you know. Be proud of your values. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that you're. It doesn't mean that you're a, a Nazi Hitler. No, no, no. 
You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, you need both. You 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 have to recognise the need for both sides of absolutely um, political thought. Okay, absolutely. It's the yin and the yang. Yin and the yang. You keep you're supposed to keep each other in check, right? If everybody was um, right leaning, then it would you'd tend further and further right. Okay, yeah. and and you'd you'd end up with a fascist state. If everyone was left leaning, you'd you'd tend further and further left, and you know you'd, you'd end, end up, up with, with a socialist state. Which is what you have is is becoming anyway, um, because conservatism has been so shamed. You end up with the socialist communist state. The left has has gone way further to to the left worldwide, as, and you know, and we're seeing it here in Australia too, with all this identity nut job politics being playing out. It's not common sense. Anyway, right. anyway. What do you do? Them's are my thoughts. I, I I don't like how like all these uh, leaders of the of the the countries have congratulated like I was saying Biden. I think there's a bit wrong. You know what I mean? I, I, what I what I loved about that was that everyone did it all at the same time. All these leaders, it was like within matter with matter of hours of each other. You know, it's like oh, you can't be seen to be uh, not on board, except for the president <laughs> of of Mexico. That was a beauty. That one. <laughs> Mexico, of all places, out of all countries, the one who has to pay, the one who has to pay for the wall, <laughs> the one they're supposed to hate the most. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. And he's the one saying, "No, I'm not congratulating anyone until it's <laughs> until the process plays out." Yep, I, I actually found that hilarious. I was like, "That is amazing." It was funny. Yeah, that's just the the definition of irony. <laughs> I'm just blown away. I was like, "Are you serious?" And I, I would expect that. See, like the, the other thing is like President Maduro, what's his name, Madari from Venezuela, congratulated him. The Iran, the guy, the the leader from Iran. It's like, oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh. And uh, and China just laughing all the way. <laughs> oh, they 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 really um. They are having a, they're having a field day with it. China is. I think it's hilarious. Like I saw on Twitter, like their their news outlets literally wrote like an official news. Um, must be a media outlet or a newspaper or something on on Twitter. Their official page wrote, "Ha ha 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 ha." Yeah, <laughs> as a response to the election. Oh, that's hilarious. That was, that was actually pretty funny, actually. I just love the hypocrisy of uh, Kamala Harris. Not just her. The com- hypocrisy of Joe Biden and this um, aura around Joe Biden in general. Right, because they've they've been playing, you know, Trump off as this this ultra racist, you know, fascist racist person, whatever. However, he increased his votes among every single minority. Okay, so black people, Asian people, uh, females—not the females are a minority, but you know, groups, um, Hispanics. They, his vote increased from his uh, from 2016 for all these groups, and the only one that was that was decreased was for white men. <laughs> I mean, th- doesn't that tell you everything? It does, right? So all these groups, uh, you know, know that that all the rhetoric around not all, but you know, 90 percent of the of the rhetoric around uh, Trump that the media, you know, the media's narrative about him is bullshit, and and white men have been shamed no end, right? The white men is white men are are the evil people in society these days, and at the end of the day, it works. Shaming them works because look what they've done. They've got they've turned their back on him. Now the other one was um, what I find 
kind of, kind of well, what's the word? Well, not like contradicting was the Democratic Party always talked about a party of being unique and diverse and different. And they were they were riding against an old white man. And then who do they put up as their 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 candidate? An old white man. Well, they were going for either Bernie, an old white man, or Biden, an old white man. So, but 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 Biden is the one with his almost fifty years in politics with the track record of racism. But it's just conveniently ignored, right? He's put policy in place to basically put the the boot on the back of uh, the neck of black of black people, you know, policies to and laws to keep them in jail for longer and. There was one. There was one where they were going through the Democrat primaries to choose the um, the nominee for president from the Democrat side, and Kamala Harris went after Biden. Oh yeah, that she did right? because that because yes, because she's a, a woman of color, right? And she went after him because whenever it was in the eighties or I think maybe seventies, he introduced no. They there was a a bill or something to introduce busing, right? So from poorer suburbs, poorer outer suburbs of cities to bus poor kids basically into the inner city schools, okay? So the poorer outer suburbs means black people mainly, right, at that time. And he was against this and and so he was pro-segregation basically. Really? Okay, because that. he was okay. against, yeah, yes, okay. yes, because he was against this policy. Okay, yeah. He was pro-segregation, mm-hmm. right? Maybe not in so many words but in effect. Mm. And she went after him because of this and said that affected so many people and it affected a little white girl, who, uh, sorry, and it affected a, a little black girl at the time and that, per, and that black girl was me. That's what she said to him. Well. Okay. Yes. And also Joe Biden was accused uh, by a very credible woman, from what I can tell, of sexual abuse as well. Okay. I don't know what's come of those accusations, whether it's, there's any court case pending or whatever, but she was accused. And this woman's been on 60 Minutes and, and, and everything like that. So, and she was asked before being nominated as vice president her opinion on this about Biden. And she said, yes, yeah, she believes all women and, and Joe Biden should have to answer for it. Okay, but then when Biden selected her as his vice president running mate after Biden got the, the nomination, mm-hmm. she conveniently put those things aside, his racism and sexual abuse allegations, and happily accepted the, the, nom- the nomination, you know, the request to be his VP, right? And the reason why he cho- – let's be honest, the reason why he chose her is because, one, she's a woman, two, because she's a woman of colour, and it's just – that identity politics at play, right? She ticks the boxes mm-hmm. for the for the woke brigade. Yep, so okay. she sure does. Whether she's whether she's the most uh, qualified person for it, it's probably uh, you know uh, not the second consideration. Ticking those boxes is is the first for the Democrats, and that's just gross to me. It's not not based on merit, but more than that is the hypocrisy. Because there was a, there was actually on YouTube where she was tearing him, like going off at him. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, that was during the Democrat primary debates. Yeah, she ripped him a new asshole over that, and then Tulsi Gabbard came and ripped her a new asshole, in turn, um, for her record on as a Attorney General keeping. I think what was the story? I'm not saying about putting uh, people away for marijuana violations. 
Yeah, that's right. People, some someone had a oh, something about marijuana violation, and she was um, cracking down on it. And she had freely admitted on a on a radio show that she smoked marijuana and was laughing about it. So hypocrisy all round for Kamala Harris. But you know, she's someone that we should revere, and our daughters should you know um, you know want to emulate her, and she's a role model. Bullshit. I would be showing my daughter this example when she's old enough to understand and say, this is someone you don't want to emulate, okay, because this is someone who's a, crit, a hypocrite and you don't want to do that. I didn't mind Tulsi, but she was pretty good, Tulsi. Tulsi's a legend. Yeah, Tulsi's a legend. Tulsi's a legend, but she just doesn't have the profile. Not that Kamala Harris had a profile. And the other thing about Kamala Harris is she slept, she slept her way to the top. Uh, yeah. Sorry to say it in such a, in such blunt terms, but she, uh, when she was involved in politics in California, she in her twenties, she was uh, seeing the mayor hmm. of mayor of LA, I think he was, Willie, oh, Willie something, can't remember his name, um, but he was married, so she was having an affair with him. He was a married man, and he had a bunch of uh, women on the side. For year, for years and years and years, and I think that was just a, a deal he had with his wife. I don't know, but that's her morals. That's Kamala Harris's morals. And while they were seeing each other, he, as mayor, gave her a bunch of positions on on boards, high paying high paying committee positions. You know, earning hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm. There's there's her morals, but of course the media doesn't bring that out because the media is just cheerleaders for the left side of politics. Mm. That's it. Yeah. So there's potentially, you know, like I said, you know, Donald Trump will have four more years, but who knows, right? There's potentially the, the next president after Biden, after Biden hands the baton oh, over. I think Biden's definitely going to hand the baton <laughs> over personally. So if he if he definitely does get it and gets um, confirmed and for the next president, do you reckon he'll hand it over before the next election? I think that all depends on Miss Jill Biden, don't you? What about her? If Jill's ready to hand over the reins, because she'll be in, the, I think I think Jill is actually the the strong person in that relationship. So she might be the woman behind the man. She's probably the one with much more mental acuity. Put it that way. Well, she's the one. She's the woman behind the man. She, she could be pulling the strings. So, but wasn't that the case even with with Reagan? Ronnie Reagan towards the end of presidency. Yeah. She was she was she was running the show, wasn't she? Because he was losing his mind. That's right. Good old Ronnie, especially in the last year or so. You know, Auntie Nancy had the full reins, and she, she seems pretty astute. Um, Jill, well, she's a doctor, so American politics is so much more interesting than than ours here, isn't it? And, and listen, I also like to have a dig at the media, right? Because not a fine frustrating is like my my daughter, who's eight years old, who watches very little TV, but watches a little bit because I like watching. Um, that I like to have watch TV when I'm having dinner and all that. And, um, yeah. Sometimes the project's on or just finish the news or whatever. And the only politician I asked, I said to my daughter, I said, name me one politician. And the only person she said was Donald Trump. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I said, who's the Prime Minister of Australia? And she was like looking at me and like, that I found very frustrating. I was like, she should like the schools and the media should be. <laughs> what, what can I say? Why isn't why isn't the first politician she thinks of our our leader? So she's so she's eight. What grade is she in? She's year three. Year three. Okay. 
And the year three, I definitely knew, definitely knew who the prime minister was, hundred percent. And I do recall in year four knowing all the premiers of all the states. Was that year five? Sorry. Okay, year five. All right, that's two years away for her. Did you know that because uh, you learned or talked about it at school, or because you talked about it at home with your parents? I was probably at home with my dad because my dad used to be used to watching news together. You know what I mean? And the media was more focused on. I believe issues related to our country as opposed to what international affairs were. And bear in mind, the, the news was only half an hour anyway. Not like now, it's an hour broadcast where they've got to jam pack and rack and pack everything into an hour. Now it's, it's now the hour news is just more entertainment than anything. It's just yeah. nonsense. It's just tabloid crap mostly. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she's, she's eight. It's probably better that she doesn't know, to be honest. Keep her, keep her mind off those things. She's a kid. Yeah, but it's, just, it's not that much even a kid. It's like it's more like knowing who your leader is. Why would she know Donald Trump and not the leader of? of and, I, and I think that's that's a reflection on a the media and b the education system. Well, I think it is a reflection on the media. Obviously, they just talk about him more than any other politician in the world, even over here. I think that's wrong, but that's again that's my opinion. You know, my opinion. I think you know. But you can always, you know, have that conversation at the dinner table about, you know. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I have been. <laughs> it's because I'm trying to, like, this it's, uh, who, uh, This is WA. This is our premier. He's Mark McGowan. And Australia as a country is, is, is Scott Morrison. And, you know, you can try and just to teach him a little bit about, about uh, Australian politics. Speaking of uh, our mate Basil. Mm. What do you reckon of uh, of his uh, his showing lately? Oh well, he's uh, <laughs> well, he put his foot into it, didn't he? He definitely put his foot into it. I think he was trying to be a little bit uh, jovial and funny on the radio, and uh, didn't quite come off for him. Well, it proves one thing: the world is brutal out there, and uh, never prepared to be brutal. If you're going to be into that into that public life, do not wake the mo- the woke mob. They come after you relentlessly, and it has been relentless because he had the first uh, Perth City Council meeting. So all these people after him went there and just hammered him with with questions about you know, and 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 you know, he had to make more apologies and about you know things he said against. What did he say exactly? I don't, I didn't even hear the the whole conversation. What even apologised about? That's right. That's right. He he basically said. He basically said the uh, the kindergarten cop line: "Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina." Uh, yeah, and I think there was something else he said after that as well, but I don't know what he said. That was the start of it. But I think it was the next part that was a bit. Uh, I think all I, all I heard was, "If you've got a penis, then you're a man," and that's the end of it. Something like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> what is funny is that it's controversial these days. <laughs> go back even go back ten years, maybe even five years. You said that it was like, oh, yeah, so whatever. And now that's so controversial. The way times have changed, though, it's classic. You can't say something like that because you know you're going to offend certain people who, you know, think differently. That's the world we live in. It's, uh, it's very, yeah. you know, and the the whole. You look at com- Like you look now, comedians of yesteryear. There's no way that Eddie Murphy would get away with saying this half the stuff he did on Raw right now. Or, or, or no, I wonder if um, is it still on Netflix? There's no way he'd get away with uh, delirious. Oh my god! There's no way you'd get away with that. Uh, delirious. 
And even like some Richard Price, he had some beauties. There was no way they'll get away with that. Yeah, Richard Pryor. I've never seen a lot of Richard Pryor. I've just seen little glimpses on, on, on things. They're, they're funny. They're, they're funny. <laughs> My favourite comedian is um, George Carlin, who's died, I don't know, 10 or so years ago. I don't know if you, if you know much of him. Yeah, he was brutal. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Yep. He was in he was in the movie Casino, wasn't he? Casino. I'm just if it's the same guy I'm thinking of. No, that's um Oh fuck. It'll come to me. No, no, it's George Carlin. You know what I'm talking about. E- like Casino. E- e- Eccles. E- Eccles. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Oh, something it's it sounds like that. He was he was funny. Name? Don Rickles. Don Rickles, not Eccles. Yeah. Don Rickles, that's it, of course. Yeah. I mean, George Carlin, I think, like he would just call out bullshit on the world. And it's not so much that he was his delivery was hilarious. It's just that he made you think. He made the hypocrisy of the world stand out, and that was an, in a humorous way. But he wasn't like, you know, fall off your chair funny. He's like, oh, fuck, yeah, of course, that's funny. Right, more like more like that, if you know what I mean. But I just I just loved his comedy, and I still watch clips of him on YouTube and, and from time to time. There's a there was I don't know. There's another one that was pretty. I, I don't mind Bill Burr. I don't mind Bill Burr. He's pretty funny. Bill Burr is brilliant. Oh, he's he's one of the best going around at the moment. Bill um, Burr, good. Did you see his Saturday Night Live skit? Uh, he opened the Saturday Night Live show a few weeks back. Oh, he copped, a, he copped a roasting for that, apparently. Yeah, I'm surprised they actually let him say this, some of the stuff that he said. But uh, go on, go and watch that. Go and find and, it. And uh, there's another guy called Andrew Schultz. I don't know that one. Not a lot. I like watching on YouTube sometimes uh, videos of the best comebacks, the comedian comebacks. And he. <laughs> Who's good for that is that um, uh, that Pommy guy. Jimmy Carr. Jim, Jimmy Carr. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Jimmy Carr. Hilarious. Yeah. You can tell that he's rehearsed those comebacks in the mirror. You know what I mean? My favourite comedian at the moment is Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah, he's all right. He's, yeah, yeah. He's all right. I he's he's brilliant. Yeah, my wife loves him, chicken. He is the best. I've watched it. I've watched pretty much everything he's done. He's great. Him and, him and Bill Burr, they're probably my two favourite at the moment. Bill Burr's got a podcast as well that he does twice a week that I like to listen to, and it's just him. It's just him just rambling yeah. into the microphone basically about whatever comes to his mind, and he's he's very funny. You know, but even Donald, but Donald Trump opens himself up too with these tweets, you know? It's like, what do you expect? Oh, he's an idiot. He's, he's an idiot of a bloke, right? There's no two ways about it. Obviously, people have been in his ear and said, You've got to tone it down. You got from day one of his presidency, probably before he actually got elected. He, people, when he was running, would have said to him, "You've got to tone it down." You, you know, and he's just fired them basically. Yeah, but you even, but you know, it's funny if you have a look at have a look at the uh, Donald Trump pre sixteen. The actual the woke actually liked him, e.g., Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Jimmy Fallon. He was on Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon messed his hair, you know what I mean? Yeah, Oprah Winfrey. I remember Oprah Winfrey years back. He was on Oprah and she was almost like goading him into to running for president. She kept asking him, you know, have you thought about it? When are you going to do it? Um, you know, and he, and he said no. 
You know what would have been better? If he ran as a Democrat. Because he used to he used to support Democrats, right? Oh, he was, I think he was York, a, a do he was a donor to the Democrats, right? And Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton and what's her husband there, Bill? They went to his wedding. You know, they were all buddy buddy. They're all buddy. at the end of the day, they're just it's just two sides of the same coin, right? It's just one at the moment has far more uh, extreme, you know, woke ideas, or you know, they blow with the wind. Right, the, the the Democrats, okay, right. They just they just go along with this identity politics stuff. Whereas Dom, Donald Trump is completely against all that shit, and that's why they hate his guts. He doesn't want to become this, you know. He doesn't like the progressive stuff, and that's why they hate his guts. Okay, because you know this this building a wall stuff, and now we've we've gone full circle, go back to politics. But this, you know, building a wall stuff. This is what the Democrats wanted to do. Bill Clinton, right? They were all they were all about putting up walls. They were doing it. And Bill Clinton, you can go find on you can go find um, speeches of Bill Clinton on YouTube talking about stopping immigration and all, from Mexico and all this kind of stuff. All Donald Trump has has done is adopt those Democrats' policies from 10, 20 years ago that they had anyway. But he the way he talks about it is more crass. So he opens him, himself up to being ridiculed and criticised. But if he was able to reason, that's the thing with Donald Trump. He can't explain himself because no, all that. people here, yeah. all people here is abuse, abuse, abuse. You know, they think that he's so racist. He's not. He's actually not a racist person. He's probably not, you know, an absolute clean skin when it comes to race. But, you know, all this stuff about, you know, he supports white supremacy and all this kind of bullshit. Since, since the time he was running for election in 2016, leading up to that, he was asked so many times over and over again since then up until today, do you disavow white supremacy? And every time he has said, yes, I do. You can go and find a compilation of all these responses on YouTube and it'll probably take, it'll probably last 10 minutes, all his responses. But the reason why they just keep pounding and keep asking is because just asking the question implies that he doesn't support, um, you know, equality or, you know, among races or, or, or Im implies that he is racist and supports white supremacy. Just the mere fact that they keep asking him. That's the plan. That's the idea of, of the left-wing media. It's – and the, look – the left-wing media rigs rigs the election in their own way, okay, by planting those seeds in the listeners' minds. It's, it's, it's all about divide and conquer, man. That's all it is. Donald Trump actually got more votes than Obama. <laughs> How's that for? You think he did, didn't he? Second highest ever. How does, how does Biden get more votes than Obama? All right. How? Sleepy Joe. Didn't come out of his basement, all right? Go to a couple rallies here and there and there was 12 people in the crickets, <laughs> you know? Donald Trump goes to his rallies and there's 20,000, maybe 10,000. But there's thousands. Biden didn't have thousands. People didn't go out for him. There was no hype around Biden, okay? Everyone was pumped up for Donald Trump. How does he get all these votes, Biden? How? I just I, I can't see it. How do you get more than Obama? 
Because remember 2008, everyone, the world was nuts for Obama. Yeah, even in 12, they were nuts for him. The world's always been nuts for Obama. How can you compare Obama to Biden? If Biden has really got all of these votes and, and there's not millions of bogus votes, if he's really got them all, then it's simply because of, of Trump hatred. It's not because of pro-Biden. It's because of Trump hatred. But in saying that, he's still got the second highest vote counted ever behind Biden. So how many people really actually hate him? So you can't say because they hate him. Well, about 70-something million, 71 or 72 million love him. That's right. I shouldn't say love him. Doesn't Just because you vote for someone doesn't mean you love him. They voted for him. How many actually, you know, uh, are cult followers absolutely love him? God, hopefully it's not that many. But it's nef- definitely not 70-something million. They just uh, tolerate his, his bullshit. Tolerate because his policies aren't that bad, you know? They agree with the good things that he's done. And he has done some good things. Before the election, left-wing commentator on um, uh, CNN, what's his name? Van Jones. Yeah, Van Jones, yeah. He, he actually said Trump has done some good things for the black community in America. This Van, this Van Jones actually worked during the last four years, I'm not sure exactly when, but he worked with the Trump administration on policy for... It might have been some sort of prison reform, if I remember correctly, but targeting, you know, black people, you know, to benefit black people or something like that. And he's, you know, he's in photos with with Trump in the Oval Office with Trump's kids, Ivanka and 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 Donald Jr. Right, smiling and you know, happy, playing all happy families. But then he's, you know, talking about, you know, leading up to the election, he's talking about um, also as well as saying. Trump did some good things. He's also talking about how Trump's a fascist and how are we going to go on. Yeah, and so he started crying when Joe Biden was elected. Right, and when the media called it, he started crying. Fake tears. As, yeah, it was absolute elephant tears. It was ridiculous. Even, even Tariq Nasheed. He was putting that on. But. Even Tariq Nasheed, who's a staunch anti, uh, anti-Trumper, he, um, even he actually said that Trump didn't do some bad stuff. And- because, he, because he has done some good stuff. It's just that he doesn't do it in the manner that they like, okay? He doesn't talk nicely. He doesn't play. He's not polished and he's not nice. He's brash and he, and he puts people down and he tweets stupid shit. You know what I mean? He doesn't care about, about getting people on side. So in that way, he's divisive, all right? In that way, he's divisive, you've got to admit, all right? Because he's dividing people between people who love that type of rhetoric and, and people who want a nice, encouraging, fatherly figure type of, type of president. And that's, that's what you see in Biden, maybe more like grandfatherly, but uh, you know what I mean? Mr. Nice Guy, that's the image that he portrays and that the media portrays on his behalf. But if you look deeper into Biden, I mean, there's firstly the the corruption where he's taken paychecks from from Ukraine and that type of stuff, and his son, you know, the son's not worth two bob, but he gets a plum a plum job, earning you know, was it fifty grand a month or something, whatever the the details of of whatever job it was, just so the Ukrainians could get um, access to Biden. Then there's the laptop stuff and all the all the pornography, the homemade pornography, I should say. Of that's on there, and and as well as you know, emails outlining you know that that prove corruption and everything. 
God knows what's happened with all of that. That oh, that's, that's gone. You're not going to see that. It's finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just, um, you know, covered up by by the social media networks, wasn't it? Mm. You, know? <laughs> you notice on on all, on on Facebook and Twitter, mainly Twitter. I don't know if you if you look at it, but pretty much anything that Trump tweets or that anyone tweets about, you know, disputed uh, votes and, and oh, it comes you know, up even even Instagram it's all it's all got it's all either hidden and you've got to click an extra button. It's all censored, mm. or there's a notice attached to the tweet mm. saying. Um, you know the this election or whatever is or this this information is in dispute or whatever. It's it's yeah. social media networks trying to run the show. Yes, absolutely. That, that I mean they never liked Trump to start with anyway. They love Biden. <laughs> it's the woke agenda, mate. The woke agenda. Fun and games for all. Yeah, unfortunately, see, Trump's his he's, he's worst enemy is himself, and that's it. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And like I said, Trump is an idiot, but if he just stopped tweeting stupid stuff, people would probably take him a little bit more, okay, he's actually done good things. Instead, like, he's just, he actually sounds like a, like a, like some of those tweets. I'm like, really? Like, seriously? What are you tweeting about? We will win. We will win big. It's insane. If I was his media advisor, I'd smash his phone. I'd smash it. I'd delete his account. Then you're out of a job. So I've saved the country. <laughs> I'm starting to look like an idiot. That's not going to save the country, mate. Could you? Could you? Like I, you know, I said he's going to he's going to be there for the next four years, whether it's legitimately or because he completely refuses. Uh, my opinion, I don't think so. But what I was going to say is, for the sake of the country, maybe it's best that he does go one way or the other. Oh, I agree. Whether he's able to do good things or not, for the sake of fucking human lives that are, you know, potentially going to be lost because there's going to be a civil war on the streets if he's still there, maybe it's better that he that he's no longer the president and it just, you know, let Biden have it. Let him let him pass the torch to, to Harris. Get someone decent on the um, Republican side for 2024 and re- reset. But like he's, if you look at what he's done, he's he's rejigged the whole Republican Party on his end. You know, they, they, I mean, look at those numbers. They're phenomenal. They they did they drop us. They dropped one House seat in the Senate. They picked up like five or six in the House. They got more governors than they did before. So that they picked How up. How does more. that happen? I, I don't How know does that. that happen? How does so so more people are voting for Biden as a president, but when it comes to the House of Representatives and 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 the Senate. Then they change their minds to pick the Republican side. Please. Can we be realistic? That doesn't happen. Yeah, but no, no. But there's a, there's a, if you have a look, that there's a thing, there's a group called the Lincoln Project. I don't know if you heard about them. I've heard about it, but what are they? They're some anti-Trump group. They're anti-Trump, but they're pro-Republican, but anti-Trump. Your His old advisor there, Scaramucci there, he was one, he's another one. Anti-Trump, but pro-Republican. Oh, yeah, because he got... He got tossed out in the first year of Trump's. He got first 11 days he lasted. 11, <laughs> 11 days. So he's been on a crusade ever since then because he can't handle the fact that he got dumped. Well, he, or he, got, he got put in after Sean Spicer because Sean Spicer retired or resigned. Um, then it was Scaramucci. He lasted 11 days and they put Sarah Huckabee Sanders in. And then they got this Kaylee McEnany. After, after, and she's she's loving it, mate. She's she's a gun. She's got a she's got a future in politics. I can tell you that much. 
She is absolutely. She just gives it to the um, to the press. I she's love that about right? her. She's a bulldog. She goes after them because she knows that they're going after him and her. So good on her. I love watching her press conferences. You know the the bits that I say here and there. Anyway, enough about politics. Yeah. Uh, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up, mate. All right. And we should put a disclaimer on all of that. that we don't know what the hell we're talking about. Absolutely not. And we're not like, yeah, we're not, absolutely not a thing, mate. No way. But follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll find us at Chronicles on the Fly. Adios, amigo mio. Ciao, buddy. Have a good one. There was once upon a, a time that to be a Republican in this area of the country felt a little bit by a bit like being Gary Cooper in high noon. Out. <laughs> outnumbered in a big way. But I remember the story of a fellow who was running for office as a Republican and he was in a rural area and it wasn't known to be Republican and he stopped by a farm to do some campaigning. And when the farmer heard he was a Republican, his jaw dropped and he said, wait right here till I go get Ma. She's never seen a Republican before. (laughs) So he got her and the candidate looked around for a podium from which to give his speech. And the only thing he could find was a pile of that stuff that Bess Truman took 35 years trying to get Harry to call fertilizer. (laughs) So he got up on the mound and when they came back, he gave his speech. And at the end of it, the farmer said, that's the first time I ever heard a Republican speech. And the candidate said, that's the first time I've ever given a Republican speech from a democratic platform. (laughs) 